room. I feel as though I'm in the wrong story, the one about warriors and adventures and manly prowess, a story that begins far too early, before dawn. I turn to Susie, the postwoman, who is showing me around the huge warehouse of the mailroom. Are we the only women? I ask, watching the riot of navy and red-clad figures rushing about sorting the masses of post. She shakes her head. No, but we're a minority. And let's face it, Bird, in these uniforms, we don't look much different from the men. Hard to tell us apart, to be honest. I look down at my clothes. Baggy, dark blue trousers, far too big for me. Dr. Martin's boots, unflattering red shirt, shapeless navy fleece, all with the bright red Royal Mail insignia. Waterproof jacket as big as a tent, but necessary for the icy deluge lashing Truro on this early November morning. It isn't that warm in here, either, which is probably just as well. The strong masculine air is overpowering enough now. Goodness knows what it will be like on a hot summer's day. I take a deep breath. It's like being locked up with the English rugby team after a tough first half. You okay? Susie says. Anything wrong? No, fine. It's just that... I trail off. Susie gives me an odd look half suspicious, half scornful. Not got cold feet, have you? She isn't talking about the weather, or about the cold floor, where about fifty to seventy men and very few women are gathering their post from the sorting boxes. It looks like something between a strange choreographed dance and complete confusion and chaos. She is waiting for an answer. My reply is flippant. Not just cold feet, freezing. I should have worn thicker socks with these boots. She gives me the look my pathetic attempt at humour deserves. I try to seem at ease. It's just... just a bit different, that's all, uh, from my last job. I think of my work over the last twenty years, travelling all over the world for the body shop, an international cosmetics company, latterly as its UK marketing manager. As I take another deep breath and inhale the earthy odour, that male smell mixed with cardboard, metal, paper, print and damp, I remember other rooms, just as busy, where the scent was of the sweetest perfumes. Lemongrass and lavender, mimosa and magnolia, fruity and flowery fragrances that permeated my clothes and stayed with me day and night. Delicate rose bath oils, moisturisers, and night creams of myrrh and frankincense, shampoos and rinses of tea tree and aloe vera. I look around at this warehouse, which reminds me of an aeroplane hangar. The huge rubber doors at the end are flapping like the wings of menacing ravens, as the post-deliverers come in to collect their stash and go back out with it loaded on huge trolleys. My last place of work was a lush boutique office, designer-decorated and scented with discreet but expensive aromatherapy oils. Susie, 
normally an attractive, healthy Cornish woman, looks stark and yellow at 4.30 in the morning, under the rows and rows of overhead neon strip lighting, and I'm sure I look just as bleak in the harsh glare. My colleagues at the body shop were all fashionably smart and stylish, trendy hair and bodies pampered with our products. Susie is still looking at me, her face unreadable. I'm fine, I repeat. It's just a bit different, that's all. She nods. I can almost see her thinking, this one won't last a week. But all she says is, Okay, let's get to work. Right, I say, with more bravado than conviction in my voice. She plunges into the scrum, nodding to me to join her in the noise and confusion. Let's get to work. I am.